And he recognized the fact that there are certain people in his life. He said, Father's love, the staff at Father's love, they love me. Mm. And he did things with me. And I, this is my way of thanking you guys mm -hmm. for the trajectory of my life. It could have gone a different way. Yeah. I could have gone, a, you know, got, got into the drugs and things like that. But yeah. uh, you guys loved me enough and get, showed me a different way. World Challenges partners in Texas are reaching out to at-risk youth to help them find their Heavenly Father. Father's Love ministers to children from low-income, often single-parent households, and offers them schoolwork support and a safe environment where they can play sports and have fun. Today, they share their heart for the work and how God is redeeming the next generation. Before we join them, though, would you like regular biblical encouragement? Our monthly newsletters offer encouragement through sermons from Gary or David Wilkerson and ministry updates about how God is working around the world. Learn more and subscribe at worldchallenge.org. Your support makes a difference. Please consider donating to power the mission and make World Challenge resources like our audiobooks and this podcast possible. Now, here's our host, Gary Wilkerson. Hey guys, welcome to the... Um Gary Wilkerson podcast, but I'm <laughs> here today with uh, some uh, family and good friends of ours from Father's Love Ministry down in uh, Jacksonville, Texas, not Jacksonville, Florida. I just returned from <coughs> Jacksonville, Florida last night, and uh, <coughs> not to be confused with Jacksonville, Texas, but uh, uh, Brent and Melissa uh, Wagner, right? The mm -hmm. Wagners from, from there, and uh, long-standing World Challenge um, leader and aficionado in making all things Go, run well and uh, and also happen to be my brother-in-law Roger Yonker we're glad to have you guys here with us today thanks for joining us tell me a little bit about the actual the, the program of Father's Love what are the activities the events the, the mentoring <coughs> the <coughs> discipleship what, what's what takes place at, at Father's Love well, uh, so a regular schedule would be like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have meetings after after school. Uh, we do it by gen. We break it down by gender. We break it down by ages. We'll have a group on Tuesday that's 10, 11, and 12 year old boys. Wednesdays will be teenage girls. Thursdays will be the younger girls, and Friday would be the uh, uh, teenage guys. Uh, the typical. Uh, meeting we have like an organized game we don't let the kids just do their own thing but we try mm -hmm. to have an organized sport or organized activity devotions a chapel service will always be a part of it they're always going to hear about christ mm -hmm. uh, we feed them a lot of the kids uh, you know, they rely on the, the school breakfast school lunch and they don't have any supper so right. we provide them with a with a dinner mm -hmm. usually it's pizza or sometimes oh, we have nice. a church that supplies a, yeah. a meal but uh and then on Saturdays it's uh you know it's the one time the kids are not in school we got time to spend on, with them one-on-one -on -one. And that's a key thing for our staff. Our staff will go out there and they'll take one or two kids with them and get them involved in some type of activity, yeah. whether it's going shopping or whether it's uh, you know, doing yard work or playing in the gym and develop that relationship with them. Wow, that must be so meaningful to have an adult care for them like that. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, get kids right. calling us all the time, like, hey, when, when are we hanging out next? Okay. You know? yeah. are, we, are we hanging out Thursday? That's, you know? that's yeah. Thanks for a pretty full schedule, though, I imagine. Yeah. yeah so. And what, uh, so, uh, and you mentioned something earlier about uh, discipleship. You guys um, mm -hmm. have a pretty strong emphasis on discipleship, is that correct? Yeah, so we have our, our D program is uh, just a simple way for kids to, to learn scripture. So it's, um, we, we give them, um, we're doing it a little bit differently right now, but uh, it's really just a, we're trying to get them to memorize scripture and understand it. Um, and we give them some incentive to do it because it, um, they, the way we're doing it now is they, um, we give them a passage, and then we pick one verse out of that passage for them to memorize. 
Um, we teach them the whole passage, but then the, right. one, the one verse is memorized. If they can come back the next week, then they, they get a little reward oh, cool. um, for it. So, and then we do that four consecutive weeks. Um, we're, we're basically breaking down the, the gospel for them. And yeah. so each, each week is a different part of the gospel. So that at the end of the month, um, God, sin, Jesus, faith, like they get it. Like, yeah. you know, that's the full picture. And so obviously, you know, the goal is uh, we want kids to know Jesus. And we yeah. want them to believe the gospel. And so um, that's kind of uh, been a part of Father's love for a long, long time. Almost from the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. getting them to memorize scripture and understand it, you yeah. know. So that's uh, so the, something that we do. So the elements that I hear you talking about are <clears throat> relational, you're building relationship with them, caring for them one-on-one, mm-hmm. uh, group activities, basketball, other events, fun, fun games. Uh, discipleship, learning the Word of God, uh, who, who salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, is, do you feel like it's working, or do you, do you ever feel like just like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is doing nothing? Probably for, both ways. You get mixed <laughs> feelings. Okay. You, you yeah. see so many kids make their own choices, even if with mm-hmm. all the teaching, with all the relational uh, developing, uh, they they still make their own the choice and that's yeah. heartbreaking when you see that take place you see the results of their their decision but then you always get a uh, I've got a young boy Gary that uh, I met him when he was uh, eight years of age uh, we, were, we had father's love in Virginia at the time his father was murdered uh, he was mm. in a drug you know drugs uh, business and uh, got killed uh, lived in a in, in a project with his uh, grandmother mother and three siblings from different different fathers uh we just got to know them very well and uh spent a lot of time with them took them to romania never been on never been out of texas never been on a plane before and uh <laughs> took him to about see romania romania yeah wow. yeah i wanted to take him to Man, that's going from zero to 60. yeah Jeez. oh yeah it's incredible and uh the parents trust you enough i mean we spent so yeah. much time with the family yeah. that they trusted us we got a passport for him and how old was he when you took him to romania he was pro- uh probably 12 or 13. Wow. It was just in his wow. beginning beginning teenage years i guess you might Talk say about you know going somewhere with you yeah, so yeah. you said grocery shopping earlier yeah. that, and, uh, <laughs> what do you want to do today? Go grocery, <laughs> grocery shopping or go to romania so yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt that's you. that's fine no yeah. he's about 26 now and uh he stays in contact with you when mm. he graduated from high school he calls me up when he had his mm. first child he called me up Aww. when he got his first job he, he calls me up and well i asked him i said hey i appreciate you calling me i mean it's a blessing uh there's a lot of other kids that we work with but you're one of the few that maybe three or four times a year and he recognized the fact that there are certain people in his life he said father's love the stab at father's love they love me mm. and he did things with me and I, this is my way of thanking you guys mm-hmm. for the trajectory of my life it could have gone a different way yeah. I could have gone, a, you know, got got into the drugs and things like that, but yeah. uh, you guys loved me enough and get showed me a different way. Yeah. So his yeah. way was to say thank you, was just staying in contact with us. I love that. And now he's a regional. Uh, he works at a. He's a manager of a. Uh, I forget the name of the chicken place. It's a you know fast food place. Yeah. But his goal is to it's be a, a district uh, manager. I can see him yeah. becoming a district manager fairly soon. <laughs> that's so cool. And that's yeah. a blessing. God gives you, I think, examples of. of uh, the good cases, I guess, just to kind of keep you motivated because you yeah. see so much of the negative. Yeah. But uh, when you see something like that, it kind of keeps you going you know, for the next for the next kid uh, and for the absolutely. next Absolutely, yeah, because his, his, his history and his trajectory would have been to go the way of his own father yeah. And, yeah. and to see that, you know, obviously God intervene and ministries such as yours is making a, a huge difference. How about you guys? Do you have any particular people in mind that uh, kind of in old church days, they used to call it testimony time. Yeah. yeah. Any, yeah. Any, uh, 
any victories that you uh, yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot because no, okay. sometimes I mean, when we, you're working we think about it you're often. In the, when you're in the trenches it's sort of like yeah. oh yeah uh, who yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well so. I mean it's it is definitely a source of encouragement for us mm. um, but we have we have two girls that are on staff with us right now that That's came no to our program um, uh, I think when they were 10 or 11 years old nine, 9 and 12 I think is what they were okay. saying yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. um, and uh, so we've known them you know f- you know almost our entire time in Texas wow. um and they, uh, you know, both of their stories are, are different, uh, but it's just, you know, every time we meet, you know, we see them at the building and we work with them. It's like, you know, it's, it's a reminder that, you know, God's still working yeah. uh, and we're, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing because, you know, we know that God's going to use, use it and yeah. that, that uh, kids are going to respond and, and they're going to, you know, God can uh, change, like you said, the trajectory of their life because. Um, what, are their, what are their names? Uh, Tamia uh, yeah. is the the one that came on most recently, okay. and then uh, Chani. Okay, yeah. so so uh, you're gonna have to tell them to watch this podcast because yeah. their name is mentioned. <laughs> Shout out this. to Tamia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can uh, they can then they can uh, send it out to all their followers on yeah. Instagram yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Twitter. This yeah. is new for us too, because we've always yeah. had staff like Brett and Melissa came from the Bible school, and all yeah. of our staff have come from Bible school backgrounds. This is first homegrown yeah. uh, fruit of the ministry, yeah. and it's neat to see, because they, they knew what it's like to be the young girl, basically, yeah. in the program, know what Father's uh-huh. Love's about, how much it ministered to them, and now they want to be a part of that solution. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's it's kind of it's kind of new. It's uh, new for us as a staff trying to train kids that are grew up in the program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And um, Roger, you were telling me earlier that Melissa, you work with uh, some of the you call them alumni. Is that the right? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, when I came to Father's Love, I worked for four years full time before I stepped down to to raise my kids. How many um, kids do you have? Four. Four. And what are their ages? Seven, six, two, and one. Okay, so you almost have your own uh, father, mother, <laughs> <Yeah>. love. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you stepped down to work with the kids more be at home yes and so the kids that the girls that were 10 and 12 in the years that I was you know working with them those girls because of the relationship we have with them um, over the years they just kind of became part of our family Mm -hmm. it didn't look and feel like you know ministry anymore I wasn't going to the building and like teaching a lesson but they I'd pick them up and they'd um, drive along in the minivan with me while we get groceries and help me hold kids and take kids in (laughs) and out of car seats and um I realized one day I felt like the Lord kind of encouraged me and showed me that some of these young girls, um, one in sp- specifically, came from such an, a background of abuse that she barely spoke at all or mm. any eye contact or anything. And God really stuck her in my heart. I I kept you know going by to pick her up, and she just lived down the street, so it um, was convenient to pick her up to do errands and things. And so over the years. Um, our relationship has grown and she's a young woman now and she now is will babysit for our kids she's mm-hmm. she knows them well they know her well she sees our messy house she just kind of does life with us and I think that God really has um, it made me realize and encourage me that that's what ministry is it, mm-hmm. it's about love and relationships and I'm kind of disorganized I'm not coordinated enough in my life and I don't really have the time and the space to have like a parenting class but I have a young girl in my life who didn't have a mother in her mm-hmm. life growing up, and she didn't have a dad. She was raised by a great aunt and um, and an, a, a couple other young girls who are raised in a home by a grandmother, and they didn't grow up in, uh, they grew up in a pretty dysfunctional home. So even though I wouldn't call myself a model parent, it is 
much healthier. There's a lot more love and affection, and there's Christ in our home. It gives her an opportunity to naturally see us in our natural habitat. Yeah. You know, she yeah. sees me um, cook meals for the kids or love on them, or she sees me yell at my kid and then have to go back and <laughs> apologize to them. Mm. And um, just God and his love for both she and I has built a beautiful relationship. Mm. And, you know, initially you think, like, what can I do to be a blessing to these kids and I'm going to help them? And then you realize, like, it, it's like kind of a practical joke in, in a good way. But God, <laughs> God is like, you know, that kid is going to, turn out to be such an incredible blessing yeah. and, and bring such wealth to your life. Our relationship now, would I would see her more as like a little sister, and my li- life is so much more blessed because I would continue to reach out. But um, you really have to break down those walls and build trust, and that doesn't happen overnight, especially with a young person who's coming from an abusive background. So I mm. treasure now the trust in yeah. the relationship we have, but it's taken mm. years. Mm-hmm. So... I would say in ministry or working with young people, just to be faithful, to continue to reach out, out to them and to continue to try to love unconditionally, yeah. you know. Yeah, Faith, faithfulness, that's a good word to have, a, whether it be a ministry like yours or a, a parent or a church, just being faithful to these kids because they're so used to people coming in and out of their life. Yeah. Uh, someone, and I love that you guys have done this long term now that you're starting to see the kids that came at 10 are now staff members. Uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, just really com- com- it was, com- it, there, there have definitely been some setbacks and some really discouraging times along the way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think pr- probably being at it, now we're finally starting to see what looks like fruit. Yeah. You know, you get little encouragement along the way, but I think when you do kind of stick to something um, over time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> a parent that's listening today that's feeling a little bit hopeless about their teenage kid, what, um, again, one more time, kind of go back to that, kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but, yeah. but uh, just like you're, you're sitting down in a, a, almost like a counseling session with a, with a mom or dad who's, who's just brokenhearted, weeping over the condition of their child. Uh, mm-hmm. what, 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 do you, what, do you, what do you say to them? I would say that there is hope. I mean, there is always hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and you've got the evidence for it, right. too. Right. I mean, there's, there's uh, faces come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that um, God is always working, uh, whether we know it or not. And there's times where, you know, a kid's going to make really bad decisions, um, uh, have bad friends, uh, you know, just all kinds of uh, uh, bad things are going to happen. And yet that doesn't mean that God is not, not looking, yeah. not watching. He's not ignoring the problem. Um, and uh, that he loves their son or daughter more than they do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is hard good, to believe. You know, word, yeah. um, I like that. But but he does, and um, you know he he's always 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 um, longing for them to come to him, and he's always going after them, and he won't ever stop going after them, uh, despite their bad decisions. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a, it can be really heartbreaking. I mean, I, I think of several families of some things that have happened, even um, uh, even death um, uh, mm-hmm. based on bad decisions. Mm. And, um, and just the, the, uh, the pain uh, is, can seem so unbearable. And yet um, there is always hope. Um, there is always 
um, Jesus yeah. who has been through pain and been through suffering and and wants to comfort them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so holding on to that is really hard to do, but that that's um, the only thing they need to do, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, you know, good. is to hang on to that hope. So That's very encouraging. You guys have anything to add to that? Would you... I agree with what Brett was saying about yeah. hope. Uh, yeah. If someone called or someone came by, mm-hmm. uh, we should tell the kids this too. They being at Father's love was not by chance. It was not by coincidence. Yeah. God yeah. knew that they were suffering. God knew that they mm-hmm. needed to be loved. God knew they needed help. So He drew them too. It could be Father's love. It could be any ministry. It could mm-hmm. be any person. <coughs> and Excuse same me. thing with a parent. A parent calling us. Says, That's you're calling us, and you think you're just calling us, but that was God behind that. He's mm-hmm. calling us because he wants to minister to you. He brought you to our attention, and uh, now we can begin to minister to them. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, there's, there's hope in Christ. Uh, otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't be doing it, and yeah. uh, uh, we just have to be patient. Uh, we try mm-hmm. to tell them to kind of continue to, to pray, seek God, try to encourage your kid, like I said, to come to, come to a ministry, whether it's a church or, or, or to our ministry, mm-hmm. uh, but there's hope for them. Yeah, good. Anything to add to that, or do you think these guys uh, nailed it, or anything else to you'd say to? Um, well, we have we do have experience with teenagers um, as far as the youth program, but our own children are young, yeah. so I don't know. I would yeah. I would just um, yeah. encourage them to pray, encourage them to love their child unconditionally, yeah. and um, you know maybe seek counseling if they need that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important, you know, because mm-hmm. if. Uh, you can't take your child any further than you are, you know. And so, if right. if you got a again a thirty year old, thirty two year old, thirty five year old a single mom, and she's yeah. trying to raise a, a teenage kid, and she's like full of anger and unforgiveness and addictions herself, you know, you can tell them hope or things like that. But they've got to, they've got to get get it right as well first. You know, it's like flying here from Jacksonville to. Flight attendant said, "You know, if there's a change in cabin pressure, then the oxygen mask falls. Put on your own mask first, then right. do that." And so I would always like to advise parents to make sure you're taking care of yourself spiritually, emotionally, relationally, that you're getting healthy, and that that'll just that'll tend to cause them to be healthy as, as well. It'll, it'll by, almost by osmosis, the healthy parent will create a healthy environment for their for their thing. But you know, but then you have also then you have sometimes where you have the healthy parent, even a you know, a two-parent household, even where mom and dad are both healthy, and the kid still goes. You know, I experienced that. You know, you know that, Roger, in my own life with with, with kids, just kind of turning away from the Lord for a season and getting into the, the kind of world you guys were talking about. And they came from a good home, so it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's it's not sort it's of not like a, a perfect parent's going to make yeah. a perfect child. There's no perfect parent to start mm-hmm. with, and there's no formula. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it is a matter of, but you know, like like you said, at the beginning of this, you shared the chapel prayer prayer works you know maybe putting the tv set down for a little while and getting on your knees and crying out for your children yeah. and uh what about for uh i'll close with this last thing what about like uh, some youth ministers maybe listening today um how would you encourage them to continue on in, in the because obviously you guys have been doing this for did you say 12 years 12 or 13 12 yeah so yeah, you yeah, and, 2006 yeah. Uh, for you yeah. guys yeah and so um how how would you encourage them to stay because a lot of you know that I think I've heard like the average youth pastor is at a church less than a year or eighteen months something yeah, like that. Yeah, I've heard two years or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, what advice would you give to anyone involved in ministry to uh, uh, young people? 
Go ahead. I'm, I'm <laughs> Caught you off guard there. That one through a well, there's bit, a lot but, of things, uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, the reality is, you um, any time that you are in full-time ministry or ministering in general, you do open yourself up to see some heartbreak, and that can take an emotional toll mm-hmm. on you. So I think um, just being careful to know what your limits are and being honest about that. We can be over-spiritual and think, you know, that you need to do so much ministry or outreach and and emotionally kind of, especially uh, probably women experience this more, but really take a drain and a toll on you physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I would say um, trying to be healthy in that aspect, making sure that your connection with God is good, your connection with your family is going well, and then, you know, ministry, that you have your priorities in the right mm-hmm. alignment. If you go, if you tilt too far into ministry and you um, mm-hmm. get burn out, you get burned out, and they, then that's how some people quit. So you want to yeah. try to keep a healthy balance so that you can go over the long haul, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. Yeah. Because our, our ministry should be an overflow of our love and relationship with the Lord. And so when we don't really feel the life in ministry, then you got something's off. Mm -hmm. So you may need to take a step back or take a break for a week or two or a month or something and kind of repair spiritually and emotionally what's going on inside so that you're able to overflow with life. Because Mm -hmm. the worst thing you want to do is be a ministry and be a disgruntled jerk. You know, (laughs) you have kids coming in and they have attitudes and and you have a a horrible attitude. You know, so when you start to see yourself getting funky, um, the best thing to do is not to be a martyr and keep plowing through for Jesus, but just realize, you know, what Christ wants from us is a connection and a relationship with him. Okay. And our ministry should be an outpour of that love that we are feeling. His inspiration is love for the kids. Uh, good thought. So to summarize that, don't be a funky, disgruntled <laughs> jerk. Jerk. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make some notes here. <laughs> funky, disgruntled jerk. I never heard those words put together in the same paragraph before. But I love it. It's great. Yeah, don't be. Don't be because you can't help anybody then. Right. And, yeah. you're, and you're not healthy it yourself. It happens. Yeah. yeah, it happens yeah. too. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, happened to us. Seasons. I mean, I remember you early a funky, on. funky, disgruntled jerk you have yeah. yourself? Well, yeah, both yeah. of us. Well, but, oh, yeah. Her more than you, or you more? Well, than no, I mean, there, there's uh, we definitely both experienced like a t- uh, just a dry time, and uh, you know, it just kind of felt like it lost life or something about it. You know, I mean, I remember early on, especially uh, as we were just getting going, um, the group of girls that she was ministering to, they were really they were tough, you know, and um, mm. and I remember every Wednesday night, it was a mini. Almost like an emotional breakdown, but <laughs> I was crying. Yeah, yeah, it was, they're just a really hard bunch, yeah. Yeah. you know. And um, they came. Don't really know why they came, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they we fed them pizza, maybe I don't know. Uh, she was really good about doing crafts and things that yeah. maybe they didn't get a chance to do. And yeah. but they were just a rough, rough crowd, and so um, mm. it was, it was hard, you know. Well, thank you for staying with it. That's mm-hmm. thank you for not giving up. That, that's the grace of God. You know, when I think about um, working with Father's Love, my background, I come from a small town of 2,000 people. There's no diversity. Yeah, you know, okay. I So for me, working with the young people that are in <coughs> the condition that they're in, um, I just had to rely on the grace of God. Yeah. I love your ministry, though, because you're, you're dealing with family life, helping parents, single moms particularly. You're d- dealing with addictions. You're dealing with sexual um, crisis problems, gender issues, you're dealing with loneliness, suicide, and even 
even race, racial reconciliation. It's the fully orb ministry, and that's what you know. When we read our scriptures, that's what it's all about. It's yeah. that holistic spirit, soul, and body. That, that uh, so. Well, thank yeah. you guys for the ministry you're doing, and thanks for taking the time to. Uh, speak to us today. This is, uh, I really believe this could be helpful for some, whether it's a parent or somebody in ministry or even a teenager listening that they yeah. know that. Uh, and I think one of the big takeaways is there's hope. Hmm. So well, thank you for, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a privilege. Appreciate you guys. God bless. If we minister to children and young people, we must remember that God loves them more than we could ever realize. He's working to bring them closer to Him. Their pains, which often go unnoticed by the world, always have their Heavenly Father's attention. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wickington, with video production and editing by Aaron Gale. World Challenge is incredibly thankful for the support we receive from many people across the country who believe in our mission. We are able to continue creating resources like this podcast because of donations from listeners like you. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast.